You are listening to Episode 7 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field, and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer, and let's get to the show. With today's episode, we are kicking off a mini-series that's perfect for the person ready to take their business and their income to the next level. Whether you're just getting things out of the gate or you've been successful as a one-man show, today's the day where I share why it's so incredibly important to start delegating in your life and start hiring out. This was literally probably one of the toughest things for me to do as a business owner, to relinquish control and spend money when I didn't feel like I had the money to spend and to give up the things that I knew I was fully capable of doing myself. But once I crossed that threshold into delegation and teamwork, I started to multiply myself, my abilities, my capabilities, and my income. So in this episode, we're focusing on laying the groundwork and actually building out the team right from the ground up. So in part two of this mini series, we're going to focus more on how to help that team or even just one person that you bring into your life fall in love with your mission, create an epic team culture and how to build out your dream together. And remember, even if you don't have a business yet, that's okay. This episode is still completely relevant for you because it's about delegating so you can scale even if it's from the start. So we're going to talk about who you can bring into your life or your home or with your kids. It's going to give you the time to be able to dedicate to building out that dream. Today's episode is sponsored by my seven-day ditch-your-day-job planner. Over the last seven years, I've researched, I've worked alongside some of the best leaders in different industries and learned all about what it takes to create a life of freedom and fulfillment. And I've compiled the knowledge, the experience, the tools, and the how-tos into a seven-day course that is specifically designed for the go-getter who is ready to lay that groundwork for breaking out of their nine-to-five-day job and bringing their idea, their passion, their purpose, or their business to life. Whether you haven't even gotten anything off the ground yet or you want to go next level in what you've already created, you will spend seven days with me building out your plan to be able to ultimately ditch your day job. This is the blueprint. I have been there. I was stuck in that cubicle life. I had this aching that I knew I was made for something more and was being called to take some major, major leaps in my life. My only regret was not starting sooner. So I wish so desperately that I had something like this to speed up my process from day one. And I am doing something extra special for my listeners too. You are going to get early VIP access to my seven-day Ditch Your Day Job Planner, and that means you get it at my limited time VIP pricing too. So you're going to get over 50% off just because you're my people, and I totally want to see you live your dreams. Now on to the show. If I'm being totally honest, I was super hesitant to start delegating and hiring people. It was against my nature. I didn't want to go through the effort of training someone. I knew I was fully capable of doing the things that I was doing each day myself because I had already been doing it. I I was well-versed in it. I didn't have to teach anyone anything new. And it allowed me to save money that I didn't feel like I had to be 
putting towards teaching someone else to do something that I was capable of. And I also didn't have that experience in kind of bringing someone on and leading them in that way and mentoring them and managing them. And if I'm being fully honest here, full disclosure, I wanted the credit. Like I didn't want to pass off something that I considered my baby to someone else and then it wouldn't have my stamp on it, or at least that's what I kept telling myself. So I was at this place where my business was off the ground. I was starting to grow financially. I was starting to get into opportunities that allowed me to mentor more people. And I felt the overwhelm a little bit. Like I felt the pressure of building something bigger. I felt the pressure of seeing my income grow, but feeling like I couldn't take it next level completely on my own. And I knew in my heart of hearts that it was time to bring someone else into my team or at least into my life that could help me excel, that could help me go to the next level. But I was scared. I didn't know where to start. And like with so many things, when you're a new entrepreneur, you kind of just wing it and fail forward. And this was certainly one of the areas that I did that in. I brought on my first person to specifically work within my business. So I hadn't outsourced anything else and I needed to bring someone on to help me build my website. So my thought process was, okay, who's the cheapest person I can find that can do this work for me? Because something like building out a website is really time consuming for me because I know nothing about it. And how can I get this done fast? And the way I work is like once I decide on something, I want it done yesterday. So I wasn't being patient with the process. I wasn't doing my research. And I paid the price quite literally. (laughs) I'll never forget. I brought this person on. They were from overseas. There was definitely a language barrier. And they were going to come on and build out my website, but they were also going to do some of the copy for my website. So some of the writing, the blogging, I'm like, okay, great. That will free up so much of my time. I can focus on building relationships, working with my clients, growing my income. So I blindly trusted this person and I didn't look into it enough and I didn't fact check everything. And he started writing for me. And I was focused at the time pretty heavily in the health and fitness space. A friend of mine checked out my website and he sends me a screenshot and he said, hey, Liz, have you seen this? Like, did you write this? It's so funny. Well, the guy that I had outsourced the work to was supposed to write something about this new program that was launching that would help people build muscle mass and get a lot stronger and get into weightlifting. And he was trying to write something along the lines of, use this program and you'll get totally ripped, which by the way, I would never say, like just not how I speak. So that's one perfect example of how I outsourced without doing my due diligence or training someone because they weren't using the language I would use. But instead he said, buy this program from Elizabeth and you'll get totally ripped off. Ripped off, not ripped, ripped off. And it lived on my website for months and I didn't even see it. So that was like my first experience with outsourcing, and I was horrified. And it took me a full year before I could even consider bringing anyone else onto my team because I was like, okay, this is it. I paid a ton of money for this guy. I got totally ripped off, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and this was a bad idea. I should have done it myself. See, I was right. I shouldn't have delegated anything. And I lived with that mindset for at least another year, And it was killing me 
because I was getting more and more overwhelmed and I was capping my growth potential. Because when you hit a certain point in your business, if you're not excelling and seeing your income grow and bringing on more clients and serving more people and expanding your brand, it's quite possible that it's happening because you're an island. Like you're trying to do everything on your own. So about a year after that terrible experience, my husband and I, we started diving into different personal growth, business growth, books, podcasts, and conferences. And we were attending, I think this might have been our first one we were going to together. It was a business slash personal growth conference called Smart Success with Chalene Johnson. And the entire conference was kind of dedicated to the idea of working smarter, not harder. And this was a new concept to me because up until this point in my business, I was in hustle mode. Like I thought that is how you become successful. You grind. You wake up, you grind. You sacrifice time with friends and family because you're hustling. You sacrifice the simple pleasures of life because you're building something that you believe in. And it's all about hustle. And I hung my hat on that. Now, this was pre-kids. And at the same time, my husband was still working in corporate and he was studying for the actuarial exams, which required a ton of his time. So my thought process was, well, he's at work all day. This is what I do for work. And then after work, he often has to study for hours on end. So I'll just work and work and work until he's done. And I just kept doing that and spinning my wheels. And there was like no end in sight for us. And I went to this conference and it was like, everything clicked for both me and my husband because Shalene and all the guests that she had in attendance were all incredibly successful entrepreneurs, but the only people that took the stage were successful entrepreneurs who were successful in every area of life. Not only were they crushing it financially and in building successful businesses, but they had a quality of life that I couldn't have even dreamt about at the time. And it wasn't even what I was aiming towards. Like the business I was building was completely dependent on me and what I did. But I was watching these people making five, six, seven times what I was making. And they were taking months off every year to spend with their family. They were traveling. They were able to give back. Like they were doing all these things that I aspired to do. But I wasn't doing anything to align myself or my business with that. And I remember we came home from that conference so alive and ready to change the way that we were operating in both our lives and our businesses. And we went on a delegation frenzy. And I was so happy that my husband came with me because it would have been tough to come home from a conference like that and been like, hey, Hubs, by the way, we're hiring an entire team. But he was there and he saw the purpose behind it and that you have to sometimes start valuing your own time. I think so often we just look at the output. We say, okay, it's going to cost me X amount of dollars to hire this person or to delegate this task or to outsource my laundry or whatever it is. Instead of saying, what is my time worth? Like if I break down what I earn hourly or however I want to do it, how valuable is that time if I were able to dedicate it to a business building behavior, like something that's going to move the needle in my business and my income. So it totally shifted our way of thinking and it was so powerful to us. So we came home and it was go time. 
And I'll tell you about some of the people that we've brought on our team since that fateful day. That was, let's see, we brought our little boy with us to California for that conference. And I had my mother-in-law there so she could watch him while we were in the conference each day. And he was probably about like 10 months old. He's three and a half now. So it was a few years back and everything has improved so drastically since then because of how we delegate. And I want to teach you guys that process of getting this started so that you can feel confident in what you're doing, but also why you're doing it. So let's talk about that for a second. Why should you delegate something? And remember, I'm talking to both the person who's already built something really successful and wants to scale it, but I'm also talking to you if you're sitting in your cubicle, your nine to five, whatever it is, and you want out and you want to build something, you might need to, you might not have like a business to be delegating or hiring people for that specific business yet, but I'm certain you have things in your life that are taking up mental space or physical space as far as your schedule that you could get off your plate that would allot time for you to be more diligent in building out the dream. So I know for me, the reasons that I had to bring someone on was because I wanted to be able to live a better quality of life and have more freedom of time and be able to take time off without fear of everything imploding when I do. So now I'm at a place where I have a team in place that keep me afloat even when I'm taking a step back for different reasons. And I'll talk more about that. But also it's been great helping me set up systems and processes within my business that keep things moving even when I'm not front and center doing them. So we've been able to come up with our systems so that Everyone on my team knows exactly what's happening when we use a rolling 90-day calendar, and we've systemized the business in a way that gives us more freedom of time, but I couldn't have done that on my own. I have people that keep those systems running. It also increases the amount of time and the mental capacity that you have. You have to credit that piece too. Like when there are things weighing on you, okay, like it might not even be business-related, but if you have a pile of laundry up to your ceiling, and your kids are on day four of flipping their underwear inside out because you haven't done that laundry, that's a stress. Am I right? Like it's weighing on you and it's taking up mental space, which means it is ultimately affecting your work. So it allows you to free up both time and mental capacity and to increase your earnings because now you're investing your time into something, hopefully, if you're being disciplined, that will move the needle in your business. I also had to bring someone on and start this process just for quality of life. Like that was something I wasn't prioritizing at the time. And I realized, wait a minute, I don't want to hustle every day forever. I want to be happy. I want to take time off. I want to not think about my business some days. I know not everyone is like that, but that's what I wanted. And I knew in order to do that at the level that I was at and at the level I wanted to take things to, I had to bring people on board with me. So now when people ask, because they do, by the time you listen to this podcast, it may or may not have third baby. And right now we have a three and a half year old and a one year old, almost two year old. So we're busy. So people ask all the time, how do you do it all? I always want to make sure that they know that I don't. Over the last seven years of entrepreneurship, I have built up a small but mighty team that 
I literally couldn't have gotten through the last few years without them. And we're going to talk next episode in part two of this little mini-series about hiring and delegating, how to build a team culture of incredible people that you are excited to work beside. But I am focusing today on how you start to build that team so you can start that process for yourself. And I am so confident in saying that I do not do it all. I have incredible people, not behind me, beside me, because they believe in my mission. And together, we are working so smart, not necessarily always hard. We work hard, but we are working so smart towards our goals and our vision and creating what we want to bring to the world as a team. And that team, over the last year, it has been a tumultuous year for me. Personally, we moved across country, found out we were pregnant with our third baby. I was really sick in the beginning of this pregnancy. And then I had a pretty severe pelvic injury that had me on bed rest towards the end of this pregnancy. And recently I'd been landed in the hospital multiple times for severe, 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 horrible nerve damage and pain and ended up in an emergency dental surgery at 38 weeks pregnant. Like it's been crazy. And then I want to be able to take time off to be present with this baby and with the two children I have and with my husband. This team that I have in place now, which it took time to build and I'll talk about that, isn't just about the systems that we've created. It's not just about the tasks that they do, not at all. They are my belief system. They are my support system. They are my friends. They keep me organized. They help me when I'm on the road. They have cheered me on through this pregnancy and some of the physical trials that I've had. The move, the emotional burden of leaving my family and starting a life somewhere else. Like they are the ones that remind me why I started this mission in the first place and why they believe in it enough to show up with me and make this dream come to life. And remember, sometimes bringing someone on board, it might be business related or someone that will work directly in your business, but it might be someone that's a part of your life and is helping you manage the other areas of your life so you can dedicate time to either creating or building or scaling your business. Because you have to think like when you look at those people you really admire, Name one CEO, like true CEO, that built an entire empire from the ground up with their baby sitting on their knee 100% of the time. It just didn't happen. So maybe it's about bringing in a nanny. For me, like we have a nanny and I'll talk about that. And we didn't always have a nanny. But in having that nanny, it allows me to be a more present mother. Because when we didn't, I was trying to do all the things at the same time. And I wasn't present for my business and I wasn't present for my kids. And that didn't work for me anymore. But when I have a few dedicated hours each day to drill into my business, then I can check out at a certain time when that nanny's leaving and give my all to my family. So sometimes delegating is going to come in the form of someone coming in and doing a specific task within your business. But sometimes it's doing something in your life to free you up to focus on what you're building. I just want you to remember a couple things when you're starting this process. I know it can be scary. I know it can be intimidating. You don't need to hire everyone at once. I'm going to talk a little about the team that we have in place now, but it's seven years in. We didn't bring everyone on board the same day. Trust me. And there were times where we hired and we hired wrong. 
Trust me on that too. I've lost a ton of money in bringing in the wrong people and not doing my homework and not taking ownership and responsibility for my process in bringing people on board. And I want to share those things with you so you don't make those same expensive mistakes. One thing I do recommend, and this is something I did not do in the very beginning, was do a trial hire. So you can bring someone on and say, okay, this is how I hire. I bring someone on for one month or two months or three months as a trial period to see if this is the right fit for you and the right fit for us. That gives you the ability to have some time to train this person and give them a fair shot. But if it's not clicking and your personalities don't mesh or they're not doing what they said they would do or that they had the skill sets in, you can part ways without it being a total shock to anybody. Or you can do things by the project to start and say, okay, I'm just looking to bring someone on as a contractor and I'm going to just outsource a project at a time. Are you open to that? So you can totally dictate where this goes. That's kind of the cool thing of bringing someone on board when you're the boss is you get to decide how this goes. But setting up those boundaries in the beginning allows you space to bring people on and see if it's the right fit first. And before you do any of that, before you even start talking to people, you want to set the vision for where you want this to go, like what you ultimately want this to look like, because you might only be able to afford or want to bring someone on for a couple hours a week. Maybe you're going to bring on a virtual assistant or someone to help you with some stuff, just a little bit. But what's the long-term vision? Like, are you hoping that ultimately you're bringing someone on full-time three years down the road? that you could offer a full-time salary to that only works for you. Yeah, maybe that might be far off, but what's the ultimate vision? Because you want to hire with that in mind. It's not to say that that person will for sure be the person that stays with you for the long haul, but you want to hire as though they would be so that you're not settling and bringing someone on that you just don't click with. And when you start this process of delegating, think about what you need in your business that will allow you to move the needle, okay? You want to bring someone on not just to fill busy work, but you want them to do something that's going to allow either you or them to move the needle in their business. So like, do you need more time? Maybe you need a nanny so you can get the work done and be more organized with your time. Or are you spinning your wheels trying to like design your website and you suck at it? So you need to stop wasting your time there and bring on someone who's better at it than you? then you need to bring on someone to build out a website or be a graphic designer. Or maybe you're running Facebook ads, but you're hemorrhaging money because you really don't know the algorithms. You don't know what you're doing and they're not bringing in the leads you're looking for. So maybe hiring someone with more experience would be better. So you have to look at the areas where you have necessity and fill that need first. So as you start this delegation process, how do you know what to look for in who you're bringing on? I think personality matters, but it doesn't mean they have to be your personality type. You can use different personality tests if you want, and you can use it for yourself or for the people that you're bringing on board. But oftentimes, actually most of the time, the people that I bring onto my team are not my personality type. I'm looking for someone who I can hire for my weaknesses. I don't want someone just like me. I want someone that is maybe more type A than I am because I'm not and can keep me more organized or things like that. So you might not be hiring someone that you'd be best friends with, but you still want to make sure that your personalities align and that you get along well and that you can respect each other and work well together. So when you're starting this process of hiring, 
I like to create a template that I could fill in different information for based on what I'm looking for. So for example, I've hired like a social media manager before. I had my general template talking about what this position is, what it's not, who I'm looking for, who I'm not looking for. And it makes it so that I can kind of plug in the information each time I need to bring on someone new without having to create a whole new thing. And I don't want to just wing it and say, hey, I'm hiring a social media manager. Does anyone know anyone? I want to tell them exactly what I'm looking for. And I also want to tell them what I'm not looking for. It is almost as important, maybe more important, to repel the wrong people as it is to attract the right people. And that is again, is a mistake, an expensive mistake that I've made in the past where I just said, hey, does anyone have any social media experience? And I just looked at the skill sets, but I didn't talk about all the other things that were so important to my vision and my value system and the type of person that I wanted to work beside. And I paid for it dearly in both my money and my energy, my mental energy. So don't be afraid to repel people right there in the application process. And you have to think, like, is this person going to fit the vision for the culture that I'm creating? Maybe you don't have a team yet. Maybe you don't have a culture yet. But you should know in your mind and in your heart what you ultimately want that culture to look like, what you want those people to be about at their core. I'll give you a perfect example. So after we came back from that conference, one of the things that we realized we needed to do was bring in a housekeeper. We just wanted someone to come in like once or twice a week to both clean the house, do some laundry, like housekeeping type stuff, and prep some food. Those were like the things that Michael and I sat down. We talked about the stuff like what's weighing on us that's always kind of a daunting task that we have to get done. And it takes a lot of our time, but it's important and it, it should be getting done that we could outsource and be really disciplined with that time that we would have spent doing it and put it towards building our dream. So we took to the internets and we said we were looking for a housekeeper. That's pretty much all we said. Like the only prerequisite was they had to have a pulse, a car, and know how to clean a house and maybe prep some food. And the person we brought in, they were the right price point. Like it checked all the boxes that we thought mattered in this hiring process. Well, within the first few weeks, we realized that we had brought someone into our home with just a toxic energy. It was bad. It got to the point where when they were at our house cleaning or prepping, like I would try and talk to them and and build a relationship and build a rapport and it just wasn't clicking. And I would actually take my son out of the house and we would go for like a five mile walk while they were there because I couldn't be in my own home. Like it made me so uncomfortable. I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be using this time to dedicate to building my dream and I'm escaping my own house. So I'm not using the time wisely. And I feel like garbage when I'm around it. It's horrible. So that was like such a poor decision in hiring. We just were thinking, okay, we just need to bring someone on. We just have to get someone on board. And we didn't look at the culture that we wanted, how we wanted things to feel each day working beside this person. And I've seen this sign and we now put it up in our house that says, please take responsibility for the energy you bring into this space. And I think about that every time that I'm going to bring someone on board because that is so important to us. 
Like if I'm in constant communication with someone that I'm working beside and and building something with, I want to enjoy that process. I want their energy to lift me up as much as I want my energy to lift them up. Even when you're working with someone virtually, that really matters. So that's something really important to think about. I want to tell you guys a little bit about our current team. And to be completely honest, this is something I've never shared in full before. And it's a little scary to share because it's gonna make us sound (laughs) like we've outsourced everything in our lives. And this took us years to build, you guys. And we weren't at this place in the beginning by any stretch of the imagination. And little by little, over time, we've brought these people on board to work with us and work towards our mission and our vision. We now have multiple businesses and people kind of fill the gaps in these businesses. So it's not all for one thing. And it's not all necessary. Okay, so this whole process of delegation isn't necessarily about complete necessity. It's about casting the vision, like we talked about in episode number two, for how you want your life to look. But the reason that we have this team in place is in part to help us grow bigger businesses and help us scale up because it It absolutely has allowed us to do that, but it's also for quality of life. It's for the many months a year that we take off in vacation as a family. It's for the ability to grow our income so that we can give back in ways we could have never fathomed before. It's so that our time is spent doing what we believe in, and that's both building our dream, but far more importantly, being present as a family and not having to give our time at this particular stage in our life with little kids that we don't want to miss a moment to things that, yeah, sure, we could absolutely do them, but we don't always want to. And some of these things people do for us part-time or here and there. Some of the things are more full-time. And it doesn't mean that we've outsourced everything, but we've brought in help. So I'm going to share it despite my... (laughs) fear of putting this out there. And despite my many memories of, you know, scrubbing the kitchen floor with my Italian, old school Italian grandmother and thinking, oh my gosh, if she only knew that I outsourced some of these things that like her granddaughter is fully capable of doing, (laughs) she'd smack me. But that's okay. She doesn't listen to podcasts. Okay. So I have a core team that I work with pretty much daily, every weekday, within my business. And there are two people that keep me so in line that without them, I would be floundering. And like I said, it took me years to find the right people, but now I'm so confident I have them, and I'm so grateful I have them. And they've become people not only that I love working with, but that I adore as people. Like, they are my people, and they're wonderful, and they keep me accountable. And they check in on me when I'm going through tough times. And we support each other in our own personal goals and in our family goals. And it's just awesome. So the first one, we call her my systems unicorn, Amy. And she is such a gift. She is my virtual assistant, but I don't like calling her that because she's not assistant. She is a systems unicorn. Like she does so much more, but she works for me virtually because we're not locally near each other. And she has helped me with everything from creating graphics within my business to managing systems to this podcast to 
coming up with ideas and vision for what to create next and how to bring it to life. Like she just kind of keeps things moving forward and keeps me accountable to things. Like she checked in on me. She knew there was a day that I was supposed to be recording episodes and recording videos. And she said, Hey, Elizabeth, you, you doing your videos today? Like she, she's making sure that I'm on track. And it's so helpful for someone like me who tends to operate all willy nilly. She's the one that keeps me in line and she always has my back. Like I know that when things slip through the cracks on my end, that Amy's going to make sure that we fill in those gaps. So over the last few years, I've gotten to work very closely with her and it's been incredible. So she's my systems unicorn. I also have an operations director and Danielle came in after Amy and has been like the perfect fit to our little team of three. And Danielle is someone who she kind of oversees the big picture. She also does a lot of like the day-to-day stuff with me, but Danielle's kind of like, she's the operations director. She's keeping an eye on everything happening within the business. She has her hands in everything from my email to my social media, to my marketing calendar. And she keeps me, again, afloat. And I am truly a better person because she's on this team. And I feel that way about both of these women They're both moms and they're both faith-filled women and we just click. We're very different personality types, very different personality types. We do things very differently. They've had to learn to work with my disorganized nature and I've had to learn to try and fit to their systems a little bit better because I know it serves me. But Danielle has been a tremendous, tremendous resource to me. She's always another set of eyes. She helps me in connecting with my customers and my clients to make sure that I'm not missing anything. And she also sees things, like I said, big picture and down the line because this so much about building things out and being successful within a business is about having that vision and casting that vision. And she really helps me do that. And I'll talk more about this in part two of this mini series, but the three of us got to get together in person and go to a personal and business growth conference. And it was so awesome. So awesome to get to connect with these ladies in a deeper way and get to know them and what makes them tick. And I'm just so grateful that God brought them into my life to not only make me better and to help me grow and help me grow a business, but they really believe in our mission. And they are so on board with being a part of bringing this mission to life. And that is priceless to me. There's no one I'd rather work beside than these two ladies. So some of the other more part-time, full-time people that are on board regularly with us is we do have a nanny. And that's because exactly what I said before, we want to be able to dedicate our time to our kids and be fully present with them. And that means dedicating our time, being fully present for a few hours a day to our business too. Because if we tried to juggle it all, we wouldn't be able to be totally present. And I've done that before and it doesn't feel good. So we do have a nanny so that our kids are home with us. I love it because I didn't want to put my kids in daycare. That was a big reason I started building this in the first place. And it's awesome because I come out and I have lunch with them or we go outside or we catch up here and there throughout those few hours that the nanny's here. And then when the nanny leaves, I'm able to just be fully entrenched with my babies, and I love it. 
We also, since we moved to a farmhouse out here in Wisconsin on a lot of acreage, we hired a farmhouse manager and she is a godsend. (laughs) She's the sweetest woman ever and she helps us with just kind of everything. She does everything from like helping us with some gardening and meal prep and housekeeping and laundry and she's just become a part of our family. The kids love her. We just love having her around and she just kind of keeps all the pieces in working order and that's been hugely helpful to us. She just helps us manage our home. So she's our farmhouse manager. She's our friend and and all these people have just become a part of our family and that's the blessing. We also have contracted out a lot of people. So these other positions are just people we bring in for projects, for things we're doing specifically. I have an amazing podcast editor, Lauren, and we just started working together because this podcast didn't launch all that long ago, and she's been awesome. So she's someone, I say she's contracted, but we're working together more consistently, and I can see uh, a totally a long-term vision for our relationship. So it's been great having her on board to help me edit these podcasts and kind of make sure that they get uploaded properly and on time so that you guys get the content that we promise you in a timely fashion. And that's huge because I don't want to be doing that stuff. That's not the best use of my time. I also have, if you listen to episode three, how to organize your life, a professional organizer that we bring in a few times a year. She's become, the, the theme is these people have become wonderful friends in our lives. But that was something that we delegated because I sucked at it. And it was important to us. We identified at that Smart Success Conference that our environment means a lot to us as a family. And we couldn't figure out how to create the proper systems to keep our house organized in a way that made us feel really good in our environment. So we brought someone in to help us. And we brought Sarah in right after that Smart Success Conference. And it was one of the best things we ever did. So make sure you check out that episode with Sarah because she's incredible and she talks all about why you would bring someone like her in and how you can better organize. I also have a Facebook ads manager, Sarah, because I tried to run my own ads and I wasted thousands of dollars because I don't know how to do it. And it's not the best use of my time to learn the algorithms and learn the Facebook, who I should be targeting and this and that. So Sarah, another Sarah, helps us with Facebook ads. And then I have my videographer, Jamie, who has done some work for me, she's awesome. I bring her in when I I need a video project. I have my video editor, Zach. He also has done some photography for me. I have another photographer, Rhea, that I've worked with when we were out east, who's incredible. And then web design and things like that are just like random. You know, when I got to update the website or do things like that. So I kind of have this list of people who are definitely not staffed or full-time or anything of that nature, but I go to them when I need to outsource or delegate certain projects where they're better at it than I am, which is most often the case. So where do you find these gems of people? I mean, it took kissing a lot of frogs to find my princes. I gotta be honest. And I didn't always know where to look. And like I said, sometimes I would just kind of put a broad thing out there on LinkedIn say I'm hiring this and I didn't get specific and I didn't repel. Well, I learned how to hire and I learned how to delegate and how to find these people. So some of the places that I've searched have been like Facebook groups where I feel like there's a good, strong community and you can get some third-party referrals. So like 
If you're looking in the entrepreneurial space, groups like Rising Tide Society or other entrepreneurial groups you might be a part of. There are websites like Fiverr, F-I-V-V-E-R, and Upwork and Indeed where you can put your applications out there and people can apply. You can use LinkedIn. I live and die by referrals. So often my people come in through referrals because I just ask other people, other business owners that I trust and say, hey, who's out there that's good at this? Like who would jive with me? And for things like in the home, we've used care.com, local Facebook groups, things like that. My recommendation for the interview process is know your questions ahead of time. Interview in person whenever you can. On Zoom, if you can't do person, do a video. You want to be able to see these people. You want to be able to make eye contact, get a feel for their personality. And one thing that I did when I brought in my operations director, Danielle, that I loved was I gave her some sample projects and tasks to see how she would do them. And, you know, one was like creating a potential Facebook ad for me and things like that, just to see what her creativity is like. She didn't have to hit the nail on the head. She didn't have to capture my exact vision, but I just wanted to get an idea of, first of all, how quickly she could turn over a project, how creative she was, and how open she was to just taking on something she might not know how to do and taking a stab at it. That meant a lot to me. So that's a really great way to get a feel for how someone might do in the work that you're bringing them on for. And I personally believe in asking questions that reveal more than just their current skill set because you there are certain things you can train people in and teach them, and there are certain things you can't. And you want to know that their value system and who they are and what they represent and the energy that they're bringing to the table and all of that good stuff is going to align with you. So ask questions that will draw that out of them, not just, you know, how are you on Microsoft Excel? It's got to go deeper than that. And like with most things, this is not just about what you do or what you need to do. It's about opening your mind to a new way of doing things. You're in business, sister. It's time to invest in that business in the right way. It can be super intimidating and scary to bring someone else into your life or, you know, within the four walls of your business when you know the ropes and you know how to do it and they don't. It's easy to convince yourself that you can do it yourself, that you should do it yourself, and that you should just nose to the grindstone, make it happen. Maybe in the beginning that's true, but at some point you have to remember that you're capping yourself and your potential and the potential growth of your income and your business and of what you can do and bring to the world by trying to be a one-man show. Don't be a hero. All of those truly successful, and remember how we define success here at Scaling Up, those truly successful business owners and the people that you admire in entrepreneurship, they didn't do it alone. They couldn't get to where they are now without a team of people behind them, even if it's a small team, even if that team grew little by little and had to change and evolve over time. And sometimes as much as you may think you are the only one that can advance things for yourself, you also might be the one that is holding yourself back. So make sure you join us next Monday for part two, because we are breaking down what you do once you actually bring these people on board, once you actually delegate things within your home or within your life or your business so that you can have the best possible experience with them, they can have the best possible experience with you, and you continue to grow both yourself and your business in the process. 
And today's freebie I designed perfectly for you because if you want some guidance on what to put together to share about what kind of position you're hiring for or what you're looking for, I'm giving you my template that you can use as a guide to create your own hiring applications and find the perfect person. And it teaches you exactly how you can attract the right people, but also repel the wrong people. So make sure you tune in next week because it's going to be good. And this next, like this was kind of more tactical and setting the foundation for delegating and why it's so important. But the next one, we're talking all about how you communicate as a team, what you can do to help them become so invested in you and your mission and what you can do to enjoy this process and grow together and really lead them and guide them and mentor them and serve them as much as they're going to be serving you. So thanks for tuning in today. I can't wait to chat with you guys next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.